Firefighters! Welcome to the new show. The new setup, at least. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, you won't see it. But Brian and I are sitting next to each other now. I can turn towards him and make annoying glances, like on the news, you know? Yeah. I I, uh, still stare at my keyboard, no matter what. At my computer. (laughs) Um... We are live right now on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Jump in the chat. We want to hear what you got to say. Uh, this is Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And uh, we've been doing it for nine years now, a very long time. Uh, we wanted to create a radio show that would unite the working people of the world to throw off the chains of the police and the banks and the government. And uh, we're about a third of the way there. So uh, let's keep it rolling and rocking. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host right here is Brian Quinby. And uh, we're happy you're here. We want to hear what you got to say. You can always reach out to the show, message us on all of those platforms that we love so much or send an email. Um, Also, right now, we need submissions for the zines. So if you're interested in writing for us or making art for us, we need parenting content right now. And a lot of people had asked, and I I thought I made it clear, but you do not have to be a parent to write about it. You can write about your parents. Uh, You can write about a nanny is going to write in. I want to hear that perspective. So anything you got, we want to hear it. Head over to streetfightradio.com. And at the top, there's going to be a link that says zine submission. And when you click on that, you're just going to give you all the details. Uh, it's also in the chat right now if you just want to click on it and bookmark it for later. So, this is the show. Street Fight Radio. What is up, dude? How's it going? Going great. Less energy this week. I have less of the uh, revolutionary energy this week. I'm sure I'll get it back. Very tired. I just, it, it knocked my shit out. I think the, the last couple weeks really got me, uh, I had insomnia for five days. Okay. Which is... Not good? I hate it. It's tough. I did it. I had it a couple times, too, during uh, the lockdown. Uh, my wife would just wake up at six in the morning and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I am just rocking. Just here, listening I to music this for th- six hours. I, so, here's, here's what I have. I wanted to talk about this Sunday, but it didn't feel right yet. But now I feel like we can talk about whatever again. Uh, I have this thing where I twitch in my sleep. Like, okay. I get this twitchy thing where my arm and leg, like, will twitch. They, restless leg. There's a name for it. But, uh, it'll just show up every once in a while out of nowhere, right? So you're trying to go to bed and you're just start, like, quivering? Well, actually, what ends up, what happens is I'll fall asleep, but then at some point in the night, I'll wake up and I'll just twitch. Just a twitchy guy, you know? Uh-huh. And like, uh, uh, so I go online to look up possible things to stop that from happening. And I took magnesium the other night and that didn't work. Yeah. We heard on the show. Uh, I switched my, uh, I, so I still have trazodone, but my psych doctor prescribed me gabapentin. So I switched back over to the trazodone and, uh, I got high as shit last night and, uh, I also tried not to stress, because what they tell you is if you stress about it, it'll cause you to twitch more. Oh, God. And it's like, well, Jesus Christ, if I could not stress, you know, that's the fucking issue. It's like, I don't actually know how to not be stressed out ever. So I had to kind of 
relaxed this week and I had to try to be a normal guy that just walked 45,000 steps a day and get my mind back together and now I feel like I'm back in the pocket. I'm back in the pocket. I slept one night and you're back. I'm back, baby. It only took one night. Okay. But I am still getting up early at like 9.30, 10 o'clock. It feels very weird because it just feels like there's a whole day. I don't, you know. You don't like to have that much time ahead of you? Daylight? Like all that day time. Yeah. I don't like it. What's I don't like being up that? early. I just I don't like it. It just feels like so much to fill. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of extra time to get stuff done. You sleep from like noon or one, it's like you get up and the next thing you know, it's dinner time. It's great. Right. That's the fucking lifestyle I've grown accustomed to over the years. But now we're looking at like, I'm a guy that gets up at 30, 10 o'clock and it's like, okay, like, I guess I'll just walk extra. Do you just wait till noon? No, I get out of bed and I get dressed and I walk out the door and I just leave until six o'clock. Still, I just leave till six. I get home at six and I'm like, oh, my back hurts more this time. Back's been hurting. Thinking about trying the uh, uh, salve. Yes. The weed the salve. topicals? Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. I have um, all of the back solutions you could ever need. <laughs> I can hang you upside down. I can shock your muscles. We have the salves, uh, the rollers, um, all of that stuff. I, went, I don't have the. I want the um, the 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 drill. That drill that has like a ball on the end of it and just like punches your muscle. That's the one I want. I had a slight scary thing happen to me today, though. Too. I went to the weed store today to purchase some weed. And the guy was like, let me see what, how many days you have left. Cause in Columbus or in Ohio, it works on some days right. system that is very weird and doesn't make sense. I think that, yeah, I don't know what the allotment is, like a, a gram a day or something. Like I don't that. know. I have 21 days left or maybe 2.8 grams. Cause that's where that Ohio 10th came from. Something like yeah, that. I don't know what it is. I have 21 days left. But I get 45 more on June 18th. So uh -huh. I think the days are working out for me. Okay. I think I'm doing okay on the days. I love buying weed, though. It's stupid that they make you worry about how much weed you're buying. It's like, nah, I just sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm allowed to buy weed. I'm going to go fucking buy some weed. Well, that's what they wanted. They wanted to... They wanted to uh interject some sort of shame into the process that's why, that's why the government is there <laughs> that you'll be like I'll, I'll take like 500 fruity loops if you got them yeah 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 so uh it's not that a tenth is like edibles which is mostly what i buy is not that bad okay. really because i bought like 22 edibles like 10 two 10 packs of gummies Two Buckeyes and, uh, um, OH and a, uh, tincture thing. And, uh, it was only four days. Okay. So yeah, that's a like, lot to do in four days. Yeah. I don't know I don't who even, would use that much weed in four days. I'd have to be at a cabin to do it like that. It's like 500 milligrams of weed for four days. That's an amount where like you're, you're someone you re are related to can't just pop up out of nowhere. Like <laughs> yeah. that when you do 500 is when like someone calls you and is like, Brett, 
your grandma just died and you're like oh no <laughs> you need to be like no cell phone service you need to be able to get away and enjoy it yeah i'm looking also at uh uh and i guess i'll just throw this out for personal business because i need it me and uh me and i want to go to a secluded cabin and don't know how to find one I'm okay. having the toughest time here. So cabin help is what we need. I need well, yeah, I need cabin help. Now I need a place with air conditioning. And I'd like a hot tub. Also pool table or air hockey table, which I'm thinking about buying an air hockey table currently. Mm-hmm. Just as like a thing that I'm thinking about. I don't have anywhere to put it. But I was thinking about asking my wife if we like we don't have to eat at the table. Just get you know an air hockey mean? instead? Just put air hockey in there. I love it. Yeah, I want air hockey table, man. I uh, yeah, I'm getting a ping pong table soon. Whenever I can find a good deal, oh, on you Facebook. should get air hockey, dude. Air hockey, get air hockey. It's a big. Then investment. I can come here and play air hockey. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, get a big air hockey table. Have you street fight money? You know, well, have you played the four person one? Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm a traditional air okay. hockey. Fine guy. How about this is the best upgrade for traditional. Um, they have the one that has the steel bars on the side. Do you mm-hmm. have that? No. It rings it. and it's metal. So it's like ting, 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 ting. It yeah. sounds like, it sounds like ice and shit. It's awesome. Yeah. So get, we could get what a, a high end air hockey table. High end. Please get and a, a high end air hockey table. Shuffleboard or whatever that table shuffleboard Fuck. is. Those are all the things I want in my house. All right, we have a we have a, I have a yard. I mow the lawn, so we can put it in the yard. We'll get an outdoor ping pong table and an outdoor. Um, I always wanted to play. I want to play air hockey all the time now. I'm gonna get convert. I'm gonna get a bocce ball court in the front yard. Just rip up all the grass and convert it to bocce. Yeah. Well, I've been looking at like different new hobbies since I decided I wasn't gonna become a dart player. Sure. I just was like, nah, you know, I can't afford the $200 darts. Mm. What's the point buying darts if you can't buy the $200 darts? Well, I don't think any hobby is free from expensive stuff. Right. That's the problem with most of them. So that's what I'm working on. I'm trying to come up with a game I want to get good at. Just I don't go, like foosball. I think it's stupid. Go to, um, go to like play it against sports, like the U Sports place and just see what calls you. Yeah. I'm going to start playing pickleball. You should do rollerblading. You should do like grind some fucking rails on rollerblades. I shit. know how to rollerblade. I bet you do. I was a big rollerblading guy. You were there for the first time around. Yeah. Yeah. I got rollerblades pretty early on. Uh, my dad was a hockey player. So, you know, he was always like, you got to get these rollerblades because there's no ice around here. Sure. So, uh, that, that's what's going on with me right now. I don't have insomnia as far as I can tell anymore. And, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. The, uh, the police feel bad. They do. That's what's going on. Shout, I, shout out to uh, Scrub League in the chat for uh, donating $13.12 <laughs> with the, uh, with uh ftp attached to it yeah fuck the police well hey here we go then uh i decided to get some blogs some police blogs police they still blog oh yeah there's a police blogosphere oh i I guess there has to be i follow um mike the cop on instagram and i follow oh no it's the popo on instagram how's mike the cop doing i I actually he's tough time he's not around i haven't seen any posts recently but i'm going to check right now i doubt i can glean i I will see what's going on but um 
I, I'm pretty sure that I have not seen anything because he's usually at the top of my feed. Also, shredded military on TikTok. I yeah. constantly get updates that someone that is shredded in the military just made a TikTok. Well, you got <laughs> a lot of pathetic ones too. Oh yeah, it's yeah. meatheads. Are, in the meatheads in the military. Yeah, yeah. So extra dumb, probably. So uh, 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 this first one we have here is lawofficer.com. All right. Okay. What's I'm Mike the cop no, no, up to? Gonna... No, I'm I'm more curious about what Mike the cop's up to than lawofficer.com. Well, he he has a PR campaign. Yeah, uh, he's Mike the cop, dude. He is a PR campaign. He said, "Dear Lemmings, a cliff is coming." That was the quote. And then on this picture, he writes, "I believe it wise to distinguish and discern between social opportunism and true social justice. They can often look similar, but are rooted in two very different sets of values." Mike the cop. What he's the hell? He's saying, you're, he's saying you're not. He's saying you're an opportunist. All these people that jumped in to hate the police at the end. You didn't hate us. You didn't hate the police when we were beating beating up the other guys. What know? what what does he usually do? Is he like a, a, a rapper cop no. or he's a, a he's a sensible or? cop. He does he'll he does he'll do a lot of like no chokehold has been outlawed in New York State since 1987. Like he he doesn't. He's not too, he's, he's copaganda, but he doesn't, he's not like a proud blue lives matter. He does that stuff, but he's always trying to say like, no, I'm listening. Like he's always presenting. Ono de Popo is the same way. He goes around to these, he corners black people in, uh, and, and, and then has them dance or answer questions or he's like, you can ask me anything. I'm here to listen. You know, I'm here for the community. It's like, no, you're here for an Instagram moment. Yeah. You're doing Instagram. You're out here doing Instagram. Yeah. You know, oh no, the popo. So th these did, oh no, the popo go off. Um, I guess it really feels like, like, like they are in a state of emergency, a crisis, if you will. You, oh, this is a great one. Okay. Man, so much. This is very quick. Uh, so Mike the Cop posted a picture of a big, long line of police cars with the, all of their sirens going. And it says, this is how we riot. When a fellow officer is murdered unjustly, this is how we riot. Not with bricks and bottles, but with a seemingly endless sea of blue lights. Not with hatred in our hearts, but hands and hats covering them. Not with empty chants, but waving flags. Not with cowardly masks. Dog. We COVID have to wear the fucking, fucking masks. Call. It's COVID, dude. What you the hell? Y'all are getting it too, and it's giving it to all of us. Mike the cop. Not with cowardly masks, but courageous men and women holding the line between evil and good. Not with defacing property, but by defending and keeping the peace. Mike oh, the cop. The fuck? Mike the cop seems a lot more angry to me than you had sold him to. I me. did. I did have it wrong. You're Mike right. the cop still wants to do chokeholds. He does. He just is like, chokeholds are banned. But then in his brain, he's going like, damn it. Man, I love those chokeholds. Like, chokeholds are banned, but necessary. Yeah. We don't understand. You're not Mike the cop. Yeah, Mike the cop seems like an asshole. They all, I mean, you just scratch them a little bit and out comes like the asshole. And by the way, the police riot the same way we riot, but they have all the weapons. Yeah. I mean, that's what was happening last week was a, that was a goddamn fucking police riot. Here's, they were shooting rubber bullets and fucking, uh, tear gas. That's a riot. Uh, what, what happened is that in cities across America, we all wanted to get together to do a protest and we would have just, 
fizzled out. No one was going to stay till six in the morning. No. The people would have been there till midnight. People would have been there till one in the morning. And then everybody would have gone home. There would have been music. There would have been beer and weed. And then everybody would have gone home. Uh, they made the decision to just come out at two in the afternoon and start cracking heads. Yeah. Absolutely. They rioted on our asses. Yeah, they they rioted. That's how they riot. The the way the police riot is the same as we riot, except for we don't have all the weapons and the power of the state behind us. So, so this is a blog post that Street Fight posted. Actually, uh, I got it from here. It's lawofficer.com. It's for training tactics and technology, and uh, the blog <laughs> the blog name is America. We are leaving. Love it. Uh, picture of a cop walking with a young black man. Kid, probably. Yeah, that's a kid. From behind. So, uh, a lot of those pictures. A lot of those pictures showing up in these blogs I've noticed. So, here we go. This is the hardest thing I have written. I grew up in a law enforcement family. My father worked his way up to the rank of captain at the Fort Smith, Arkansas Police Department. As a kid, I remember going with him on Friday to pick up his check, and I was in awe of these superheroes he worked around. They were funny and fun to be around. Yeah, if your dad's a cop, I never found cops to be funny or fun to be around, ever. I was hella nervous. Yeah, no, but I've never had fun around cops. You know what? This, you know what bugs me is that I was raised Orthodox fucking redneck, and everybody that I was around hated the goddamn police, had gotten trouble with the police, and had shitty stories about the police. And all of a sudden, they convinced these fucking every hick now that that it's Blue Lives Matter shit. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. I was taught by straight up I was taught by white working class people to hate the fucking police absolutely I was taught skateboarding taught me that like I said there was plenty of anti-cop sentiment and readily available I mean I was taught it by rednecks like yeah. just dudes that were straight up like you know guy. the guy I knew used to fucking hunt uh, turtles and then take their shells off and make clocks out of them well, and then try to sell them but you know we uh, were going to have a big family get together and ev- someone caught wind that one of the family members was dating a cop and they were going to bring him and no- everybody said they wouldn't go yeah yeah that exactly. happened in my family <laughs> that also yeah I don't and that probably has a blue light outside their house now yeah 911 9-11, 9-11 did it yeah 9-11 fucked us up you know what I mean and racism trumps hate for cops true every time you know what I mean so like a lot of times these rednecks will hate the cops but if it's the cops if it's no black people versus the cops right. then it's like mm, I don't know I can't take the uh side of the other people I hate that's very know? true uh and so uh they were funny and fun to be around men and women of all races with the same mission to make the community safer well that's your dream isn't it my dad sacrificed a lot and so did my late mother whether it was the week-long google 40 percent for the police, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whether it was the long week of surveillance or wiretap or tra- chasing drug runners around the country, totally unnecessary work. Yeah. No work. The, he gave it all for my family and worked plenty of extra details to never let our family be without. Some would call that privilege, but where I grew up, it was called hard work. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Opportunity comes in work boots, dude. <laughs> Someone call that privilege. My dad worked 70 hours a week and made a whole fuck ton of money. Some people might call that privilege. That's not like what we're talking about when we talk about privilege. He gets he, he gets to fucking retire at 45 and get a pension for the rest of his life. You know what kind of privilege a cop's kid has is the privilege of being you're allowed to be a fuck up. Yeah. You can totally just be a fuck up forever because the police aren't going to do anything to you because they all know your fucking dad. Um, I had a friend in high school that would always steal because he would get away with it. Yeah. Like if we wanted shit. He, he, he was like, I would, we could just go shopping. We'd walk through Walmart one time, say, I want this, this, and that. And then we would, we would go and then he would come out with it all and then we'd fucking be gone. Yeah. Cause what's going to fucking happen? He got caught know? one time. He had to go to court and someone said, huh, huh. Familiar name. I know, I know your dad. I don't think your dad, you know, he gave him one of those, like, I think your dad would be real disappointed in this. Yeah. And then it was yeah. like, you're free to go. Yeah. <laughs> Fucks. Yeah. Slap on the wrist. My dad sacrificed a lot. Oh, no. The kids at school thought it was cool what my dad did. Not true. No, that is. Preschoolers I, like the cops. Preschool okay. kids think the cops are cool. Uh, I, I always Kuali addressed that in one of his songs early on. I always think that when people say when I was a kid, they're talking about when they were in high school. For some reason. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, you know? I when I say kid, I'm talking about like th when I was thinking and shit, not like a poop in my pants. Or <laughs> yeah, I know. When I say when I was a kid, I mean probably 18 or 19. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. like I when I the time I was a kid that I'm thinking when I say I was a kid is somewhere between 13 and 27. Yeah, pretty <laughs> like, much. My, my the kids at school thought it was cool what my dad did and while he sometimes asked me if anyone gave me a hard time they never did there was a respect among all even the kids in shop class that's not true that what is that did okay so what back in the saying? day back in the day Dad. what they believed was that if you went to shop class you were a fuck up shop class was the fuck up class what was the school that you went to where you learned to trade instead of going to school that's vocational school. Okay, yes. Okay? Right. But back in the day, this is 70s type shit. Oh, you yeah. know, this is pre-my time, because in my time, everybody had to take shop. Um, yeah, and I think that um, the, the fuck-up that I knew... In shop class was playing with that, uh, with the clamp, the table clamp, like where you spin the little handle and it go opens and closes. It was really smooth action. And he would put his fingers in there and like hit the spinner and then it would close. And before it closed, he'd pull his hand out. And one time he pitched his fucking finger black. It was just a bloody fucking mess. That's cool. <laughs> it was, but one yeah. of my great regrets actually was when I was in eighth grade. Uh, this is going to come off really weird. It, this, I graduated in 1997. So like in eighth grade in the school I went to, all the boys took shop class yeah. and all the girls took OMEC. But you could also have your parents fill out a form and a boy could take OMEC or a girl could take shop. You had to get permission? Yeah. So I had my dad fill out the form, but I took home ec instead of shop because you got to make French bread pizzas. Yeah. And home ec, I was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about wood. Like, give me some pizza. Teach me how to sew. That's the important shit. Yeah. I agree. I'm never going to build a boat. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> so I was in seventh grade, probably in 1997 as well, and they had shop at the middle or the junior high school I went to, and I did double duty. I took shop and home ec. Well, okay. I wanted to play with tools and build shit and also hang out with girls. That was, <laughs> I mean, the main reason I did home ec instead of shop was really because I knew I was going to be in a class with all girls. But like, uh, uh, it's a little bit more relaxed than being around a bunch of hooligans that have with tools. With tools yeah. yeah, guys, a bunch of fucking dudes with saws. It's like, mm. but in seventh grade, you took half the year in shop and half in home ec. So they did make sure everybody did no. both. But then in eighth grade, it was one or the other. When and they, I took home ec. As soon as they taught me that hand sewing in home ec, like I was making all the punk clothes that I wanted. Like I was stealing patches and sewing them on everything. My I whole book learn. bag was covered. I didn't learn. I was really in there to talk to girls. Like that was the, like my whole time. I, I think I got probably a D in the class or something because the cooking part I was like really into because you got to eat. Yeah. No, I, I loved it too. You made fortune cookies. Yeah. There's something about being in school when you're a kid where like just the opportunity to eat is like the biggest prize. Kids Smooth love eating. Yeah. Smoothie, smoothie club. Yeah. Where Gwen was in. Pizza party just fucking is, is like an actual, like, is like a music festival to you at that point. Absolutely. You know? Uh, but no, the, the kids in school it, did not think this kid's dad was cool. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Does shop still happen? People in the chat, I know there's somebody said that they were two in 1997. I want to know if you ever had shop. Uh, it seems a little less necessary. We didn't have it when I when I moved to the suburbs for high school. There was no shop class. I mean, the tools pretty much do all the work now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, you still gotta know how to measure and mark shit and true true i mean shop's not the worst thing in the world it just wasn't for me you know uh i didn't grow up wanting to be a cop but one fateful night as a freshman in college that all changed i went on a ride along and my life's journey would never be the same oh, no. did i ever tell you the story about my friend who went on a ride along I had this friend, he went, he was like, I'm going to go on a ride along with a cop just to, you know, sort of see what it's like to be a cop. Maybe I'll become a cop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he got there and you got to fill out some paperwork before you go on a ride along. So he got there and he filled out the paperwork and they arrested him because he had a bench warrant. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> One of the fucking goddamn funniest things. He was in jail for two days because he wanted to do a ride along. <laughs> Man. <laughs> they didn't even cut him some slack. No. No, hell no. They were like, dude, you got some fucking unpaid shit or something. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> into yeah. the jail Take with the booking. That's the only funny time somebody's gone to jail. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's it's the so, funniest time. So I remember when, because he worked with me at the cable company had to call off and i was like what what the fuck is why is he calling off and they were like he's in jail and i said why and they were like he went on he went to go on a ride along and they arrested him <laughs> <laughs> i went on <laughs> after four years of college my dad wanted me at an agency that respected that education so i moved to tulsa at 21 and never looked back I didn't know anyone, and all I knew was that I saw is what I saw my dad do: work hard and treat people with respect. That's a lie. Cops don't treat anybody with respect. 
they, you know, yeah, they treat everybody like pawns. They treat everybody like a problem that they have to fix. Lowers. They're all very. They're lowers. I saw a lot of other cops working hard as well and doing all they could to keep the community safe. Twenty-seven years has passed, and if you would have told me the condition of law enforcement today, I would have never believed you. Uh oh. Now we're gonna get into the stuff. Okay. They've been. Don't th- aren't things going great for them? Well, like that okay. job is pays a lot of money and has a lot of benefits, and they're armed to the teeth now, and they can get away with whatever. Like this is the first time that there's been a, the the majority of the nation has pushed back against them. Well, he says here it's not that law enforcement has changed for the worse, but everything around it has. Okay. The mentally ill used to get treatment, and now they just send cops. That's a good fucking point. We've been wanting that to stop happening forever. <laughs> this is a good line. Kids used to be taught to res- taught respect, and now it's cool to be disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> People think Nickelodeon are like, Nickelodeon tells kids that, that their parents aren't cool. <laughs> I didn't think parents were cool when I was a kid. I don't think, I mean, you have to, at a certain point, you realize they're not. They can't be yeah it's impossible yeah uh supervisors used to back you when you were right but now they accuse you of being wrong in order to appease crazy people is that why cops have like never any consequences at all yeah they can get away with anything they want (laughs) parents used to get mad at their kids for getting arrested and now they get mad at us i mean that's this is a fair point i would be pissed off if a cop arrested my kid that's true like at the cop yeah that's true like why did you arrest them yeah like what's your fucking problem dude (laughs) like (laughs) what 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 the my parents got pissed at me when I got a curfew violation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But my daughter got a curfew bi- violation. I'm like, leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. You know? She gets yeah, fine. Everything's fine. Uh, the media used to highlight the positive contribution our profession gave to society, and now they either ignore it or twist the truth for controversy to line their own pockets. This is so not true. Is the media really anti-cop? No. Not at all. Everything's they a everything cop. they do. I know. I know. They take their fucking word for everything. A lot of people did. There was a lot of fucking dumbasses that first day of the protest that were like, oh, the mayor and the police said that they had to do it. It was basically a uh, domestic terrorist Antifa came in and, and launched an attack. They had to do all this. Yeah. There used to be a common respect among criminals. If they got caught, they understood you had a job to do, but now it's our fault <laughs> that they sit in handcuffs rather than their own personal decisions. <laughs> what the fuck is this dude talking about? Checking into their job. Yeah. Like, I, I deal drugs to keep cops employed. I clocked into crime today and god damn it, a, another cop, a cop came. He's just doing his just job. Just doing his job. It's respect. It's a respect. We have a mutual respect for each other, me and the cup. That is not true. We call them pigs. Forever. For, like, as long as I've ever... You've ever seen Wayne's World, cop? <laughs> like, they, they do it in Wayne's World. I don't remember that. At the, he's like, I think I smell some sort of a pork product oh, at the beginning yeah. with a cop. It's like fucking... There is not... The cops must think that there is mutual respect between them and criminals, but there's not. There's not. We hate them. Criminals hate them. Yeah. 
so much. If someone attacked a cop, they were seen as such. Now we martyr them and sue for millions. I don't, that's not true. I fucking, I've seen cops beat the living fucking shit out of somebody that was handcuffed. Yeah. And say they were resisting. And then people be like, well, they were resisting. The, the police said they were resisting. So I don't really think that that's actually, that's not what happens. I can't imagine like how this narrative they build in their mind. We used to be able to testify in court and we're believed. Now, unless there's video from three different angles, no one cares what you have to say. Well, that's like, they usually turn their fucking (laughs) camera off anyway. Also, this is, this is pretty, this is an opinion piece. There's nothing to back this up. No, I read plenty of medium blogs of people that very succinctly explain how the cops don't get in trouble for what they're doing. There's plenty of graphics and plenty of data out there to show they aren't being charged for shit. Right. Yeah, they never get in trouble for anything. Uh, With all this talk about racism and racist cops, get ready, strap in. Everybody, put put on your seatbelt. I've never seen people treated differently because of their race. And while I know that cowards that have never done this job will call me racist for saying it, all I've ever seen was criminal behavior and cops trying to stop it, and they don't give a rip what their skin color was. Get well, that was his. That was his big part. That was his big piece on the on the on the uh, accusation of racism. I'd like to say, never seen it in my life. No, I don't think racism. <laughs> what racism? Schmacism. I I reported my boss. I say, how's racism going? They say it's none. Yeah, yeah. My boss says we're not doing any racism. <laughs> my yearly review said I didn't do one single racist incident. I got a fucking 10 out of 10 on not being racist on my last review. I've seen cops and help save any co- any type of race, gender, or ethnicity you can think of. <laughs> and while, that's, while that used to mean something, no one cares anymore. That's okay. Like, if we're to believe what the cops' jobs are... Then that's like doing your job. You don't get to brag because you save people of every race. That's yeah. Like, that's what you <laughs> supposedly do. Yeah, you should be screening for that. Maybe <laughs> make sure that somebody is willing to do that. Yeah. I don't know why that's like a. That sounded like it was open for. I mean, I would change. help save anybody yeah, of yeah. any race. No, I think it's the right thing to do. Gender. It's just something I would do as I a mean, person. The fantasy of America is that the cops are running around being superheroes all day long when they're really looking to harass people. They're running plates to, to do bench warrants. They're going after old cars. Uh, they, they're trying to catch uh, uh, black men with fucking drugs. That's yeah. what, that's what they're, they're profiling and shit. Yeah, I've that's been what ca- their day is. I've been called every name you can think of, and many of them with racial overtones, and it's never come from cops. I've watched African-American cops take the brunt of this and even talk to one rookie out of quitting after he was berated by lots of cowards that had the same skin color as him. I've heard words I never heard being a cop. Uncle Tom, Cracker, Pig, and the N-word, just to name a few. I've heard them thousands of times, and never once did I see a police officer retaliate. 
That is probably not true either. They just took it. Despite that, it's been the greatest opportunity of my life to do this job. I would have recommended it to anyone, and I secretly hoped one of my kids would do it one day. They would have been fourth-generation cops. But today, all that is over. I wouldn't wish this job on my worst enemy. I would never send anyone I cared about into the hell that this profession has become. It's the only job you can do everything right and lose everything. It's the only job where the same citizens you risk your life for hate you for it. That's pretty funny. I, I like I like that line. It's the only segment left in... Oh, no. Oh, no. It's the only segment left in society where it's cool to discriminate and judge just because of the uniform you wear. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's it. It's the, the only, only one. one. Yeah, yeah, no. People are so respectful of people that work at McDonald's. I oh, mean, absolutely. Very respectful of the people that work at Walmart. And, uh, you know, it's always been a thing where they, 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 you know, the thin blue line also applies to people that work at Walmart. It's a blue Yeah, we need line, them more you know. than the cops. It's, you never get to explain. You can never reason with them. The nasty words have now turned into rocks and bottles and gunfire. It, no gunfire. He's lying about the gunfire. They fire some guns. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I've watched it happen to those around me, and I've seen the total destruction of their life. This job is a walking time bomb. That is true. He's got a point there. Every single cop is a walking time bomb. <laughs> I mean, think about like I, I was just so I had I was talking to somebody about the all cops thing and just seriously count up how many years of people's lives, how many family members they've taken away. I know over bench warrants. How many jobs? How many jobs have been put in fucking jeopardy? You know? Yeah. Here, here's this. Here's here's a good line for you. This job is just a walking time bomb, and you could get canceled or prosecuted on the very. No, no, next not canceled. Call. What do they do? Hit you with a big rubber stamp? <laughs> next thing you know, they're treating me like I'm Louis C.K. <laughs> you know, I go, I get a call, I go on a call, and then the next thing, I'm Doja Cat. It's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> it's unreasonable. I'm sick of this goddamn cancel culture. Can't do this tightrope act anymore. I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no profession has to deal with that. That's not true at all. You can definitely get canceled on <laughs> doing pretty much any pr pr profession at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, podcasters are brave as hell because, you know, we're always about to get canceled. We're, you we're know? doing the tightrope act. Doctors kill 250,000 people a year. They call them. <laughs> Kill them? That's what it doctors go, go. Doctors kill people? <laughs> That's what he said. Jesus. We gotta stop the doc. I mean, maybe we should riot against the doctors? I don't know. If they, if that's pretty dangerous. It's, <laughs> doctors kill 250,000 people a year. They call them medical mistakes because society understands that they do a very difficult job under high stress and they must make the best, best possible decisions in the moment. He said doctors kill 250,000 people, so we should be allowed to just shoot people. Sometimes it's gonna be an accident. We kill people. People. That's part of it, you know. It's a slip up. Yeah, they we get written up for that stuff, you know. It's not just go unpunished. We we get written up. 
doctors kill 250,000 people. This Damn. is wild, man. They're, they're against everybody. <laughs> Going after doctors. They are. They're like, you know what? Fuck doctors, then. Hey, if you don't like cops, fuck doctors, okay? <laughs> How about that? Firemen, fuck you. You know? Firemen don't save everybody. No. People die in fires. Firemen kill them. That's what it is. <laughs> Firemen kill thousands of people a year by not going fast enough to get to the fire. <laughs> On 9-11, the first responders killed 3,000 people. It was crazy. That's the way they're counting the law enforcement is tasked with the same, and we are highly successful. This okay. <laughs> I mean, I, you're biased. Yeah. Despite the most violent society we have ever seen, statistically, totally untrue. Not at all. Completely, one hundred percent true. Less than one thousand suspects are killed a year. Ninety six percent are attacking us with weapons. <laughs> Wait, what? All the ones that die? No. That they have to shoot? Is that what it is? That's what they're saying. Got it. Uh, 96%. That sounds accurate. And all but a few others are attacking us with their cars or their fists and more and more with simulated guns. Simulated guns! So Benjamin Crump can help win their, fa their family win the lottery. So he thinks that people are getting toy guns. And pointing them at the police so that they get killed so that then their family can sue the police That's department. Awful. That's disgusting. That's this, what a cop's saying. This should, dude should be dragged out. I, well, yes, he should definitely not have his job. Yeah, we don't need this. We don't need any of this. We don't, I don't like the attitude that's coming off of this is why everybody hates y'all. <laughs> yeah, this is him explaining himself. This is this why is we hate fucking your side. This is me giving the cop side of the story. And this is his, this is what he's saying. Yeah. You know, uh, I've seen cops risk their own lives when they shouldn't have just to keep from taking one. They never get the credit that other professions get. Oh my God. They get medals. They fucking get medals all the time. They fuck got a hundred medals. These cops. Yeah. You know, and, uh, is there any other profession that gets discounts anywhere? No. No, doctors don't get a fucking discount, but, but that's because they kill so many people. If they bring that number down, maybe they can get a, a free Grand Slam. <laughs> maybe if we can get doctors to only kill a thousand people a year, they can get their fucking discount. They do get discounts everywhere. They get all kinds of shit. You know, like I said, amazing, amazing benefit. I've been reading about like the benefits package they have. It's unreal. So some of them have un uh, like unlimited uh, vacation time or sick time. I'm sorry. Unlimited sick time. Yeah. So if something happens, you can just take as long as you need. Yeah, just take as long as you need. Come back when you're ready. Yeah. You know, cowards are all around us from chiefs to sheriffs to politicians. No one has our back. Now, the little we have, we're told they're going to defund us or even <laughs> abolish us. Citizens with a political agenda will reign over us, and all you have to do is wake up and put a uniform on to be a racist. <laughs> yeah, now you get it. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's all, it's the, the uniform, the whole system 
is racist. Now you get it. That's because it doesn't matter what you think inside of your head. As soon as you button up the shirt, you are doing racism now. This weekend, I received death threats for just doing my job. It would have been outrageous a decade ago and made national news. Now it's just a Monday. That's not even true either, by the way. You know, and his the death threats that he's talking about that he got were probably people driving by and playing like fuck the police or something like that. And he's like, that's a death threat actually in that song ice cube says he kill a police you know uh, also i bet um i'm guessing that they probably have some sort of secret code amongst them that you just anonymously send death threats to each other to to keep the morale up yeah <laughs> <laughs> people want to kill us we're doing something right here you know uh there w- there will be more threats more accusations of racism and more lies told about us i used to talk cops out of leaving the job now i'm encouraging them it's over america you finally did it you aren't gonna have to abolish the police we won't be around for it <laughs> thank you please i appreciate that for you and while i know most americans still appreciate us it's not enough that the risk is too high those of you that say thank Thank you or buy the occasional meal it means everything okay but those of you that were silent while the slow turning of the knives in our backs happened by thugs and cowards this is on you <laughs> no he just admitted that he like he goes into places and someone's like i'm gonna pay for their food i know like who else gets that kind of service not me Nobody pays for my food. No one has that level of service. No, absolutely not. Your belief in hashtags and memes over the truth has and will create an environment in your community that you will never expect. You know what hashtag he's talking about, right? Which one? The he's, he's Wait, what he said? said hashtags. He said your belief in hashtags and memes over the truth has and will create an environment in your community that you will never expect. BLM. Yeah, that's the last hashtag he's talking about. That's the, also, I think, what Mike the Cop is going after, too, is, um, oh, you fake outrage posting black blocks on your Instagram, you know, what, you know, what's your motivation? If you think Minneapolis will turn into Mogadishu and that is far from you. What is that? It's mean? coming. Well, Mogadishu is a country and is a, is in Somalia, and it was oh it, no, it was an extremely racist thing for him to say. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry yeah. for not knowing where Mogadishu was, but damn, and that's shitty. And when it's where Black Hawk Down, the movie Black Hawk Down, was in Mogadishu. Got it. Uh, and when it does, remember what your complicity did. This is the America that you made. That's our first <laughs> cop blog. America, we are leaving. So this is the attitude we're dealing with. This is it's just when a bunch of te- when everyone's telling you you suck and you're an asshole, you have to believe it. I know. That's exactly. I, I agree. I I'm I like if I hit the point where I get 30 emails and some they're like, "Dude, you're an asshole." I'm like, "All right, I I I really did fuck up." If I get one even, really, but uh but still, there's just a level of where you can be like, all right, whatever. Not everyone's going to like me. It's like, oh, wait, everybody hates me. Well, that's their fault, not me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't fucking do anything except for, you know, kill people, accuse doctors of being murderers, and fucking <laughs> do a racist comment about uh, uh, what Minneapolis could turn into, you know? Yeah. Uh, here, this is from A Cop's Watch. Uh 
That's a cop's watch at blogspot.com. They didn't get, you know, they just, they kept their blog spot, you know? I had a blog spot for a period of you time. You did? Of course I did. A I'm, writer. And a live journal. Well, I did a blog spot because all it was was for sharing pictures of my daughter. I had a uh, pictures of my daughter blog for the family, you know? Oh, that's great. Very that's- normal guy thing. I did have a blog where I tried to write stuff, but it was all bad and sucked. And yeah. I'm sure wouldn't age well, one. I'd be embarrassed. And two, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah. So, be both things, you know. Uh, so, here's a, a cop's watch. Here's their uh, comments on the last few days. Uh, also followed with a clip from the classic movie Gandhi. So, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to say here, well, but... Uh, it's followed by... This is followed he by... Put a, he embedded a clip from Gandhi. These um, guys are so out of touch. They don't even know that Gandhi's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't even- God, what? God, cops are getting canceled. Gandhi's getting canceled. <laughs> what the fucking hell, man? Oh, next thing you're going to tell me is fucking Jimmy Fallon got canceled. <laughs> got canceled over the weekend. He did? <laughs> well, he got canceled oh, a couple yes. weeks ago for doing black. I remember that now. <laughs> oh, what? Everybody's canceled now. I, or like countless millions, I've looked at the video from Minneapolis, followed by... This is a parenthetical. Followed by entirely predictable riots, looting, etc. Ah, yes. Nothing says we have a just cause like taking wide screens from a Target store, burning down a police station. Well, I would say burning down the police station is undeniably cool. It's a message. Yeah. It's, a, it's a goal. It's called a message. It's a goal yeah. to have. Cops send messages quite yeah. often. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We're sending a message. We hate your police station. Yeah, we don't didn't. like this thing. <laughs> yeah, this thing fucking sucks. To make the clusterfuck complete, Al Sharpton is flying in to stir up more troubles? Well, at least we don't have an AG whose only purpose is to destroy law enforcement. Oh, this guy wow. is flipping out, you they, know? They always feel under attack. That, oh, the my God. The most protected people in our fucking country. I, oh, this is going to get... I remember when there was a civil rights movement in this country, headed by, among other, others, Reverend Martin Luther King. Oh. They protested non-violently against Jim Grow. for <laughs> <laughs> Jim Grow. <laughs> he wrote Jim Grow long. <laughs> he He's just heard it wrong, and he never looked it up. <laughs> he never looked it up. He didn't care enough. Yeah, it was that. Oh, Jim Grow. That sounds bad. That sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bad time in American history is the Jim Grow laws. Okay. Something about weed, maybe? Lack of voting, the Vietnam War, and other issues. King was inspired by Gandhi, canceled, and his methods of nonviolence. I don't recall any department stores being looted, police stations set on fire, other, other violent actions by the protesters in Selma and Birmingham. Uh, well, the police did beat the living fucking shit out of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I do remember, uh, I don't think they had a chance there, to do that because their arms and legs were getting broken by the police. <clears throat> yeah, there were some violent actions by the police in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Which and that's Selma. the side you're on, is the side that did the violent actions. So, I, I excuse me if we've decided we don't want to just get beat up 
all the time. <laughs> you know, like that's I, like that's what he's saying. He's like, you're supposed to fucking, you're supposed to let us kick your ass, okay? <laughs> go that's limp. how politics happen. Just go limp. Yeah, you're supposed to let me hit you with a stick, and then later on, I'll see how bad I am, okay? Uh, oh my god. Uh, two great quotes from a classic movie, Gandhi. Gandhi is speaking with hundred of men, trying to organize them for protest against the British. He's one hundred. <laughs> it says hundred of men. I'm reading this with all of the either typos or just that's how this person talks. Yeah, <laughs> there was hundred men there. <laughs> there was like hundred men uh, everywhere. For everywhere you looked, it was like a hundred. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to talk about, like, when we do a show that draws a hundred. That's true. There were hundred men F there. Folks, we travel across the country. We do shows for a hundred. <laughs> hundred of people. Hundred. Hundred, hundred men. Of people. Everywhere. Hundred. It's crazy. Trying to organize them for a protest against the British. He is very firm. He has no cause for which he will kill. He rejects violence, but he knows it will come to them. And through our pain, we will make them see their injustice. This is a cop! He's saying, just let me beat you up! Hey, you're not playing fair! I'm supposed to be able to beat you up! Yeah, I'm here to be your dad. <laughs> I'm, this is what's best for you. Listen to what he says next! A great conclusion. They may torture my body, break my bones, even kill me. Then they will have my dead body, but not my obedience. <laughs> This is... He's saying this about... One. He's saying that's what protesters used to do, and that was the good times. Oh. So he's saying... When they would just give up. He's saying, yeah, you're supposed to let me beat you to death, and then political change comes, like, later on, after yeah. I do that. We're skipping that part, and we're just gonna go to the change, is what we're shooting Makes for. Makes sense. As I watched the looting over this nation, I recall how Martin Luther King was inspired by Gandhi and his methods. He was murdered in 68, and the descendants of what was a civil rights movement are shameful at best. But with all that is going on, I think I'll watch Gandhi over the weekend. It gives me hope there's a chance of civilization surviving. What an odd fucking message to take away from the civil rights movement and Gandhi. Uh, yeah, there's a very weird misinterpretation. Um, they are all brainwashed. I mean, just incredibly brainwashed to be a part of this group of warriors. I was reading somebody was talking about uh, how they literally are taught that like they are the sheep's. I'm sorry, they the are wolves. the wolves, yeah, protecting the sheep or whatever. Uh, Will on Chapo, uh, it was a bonus episode, but they actually did, it's called Targets. Okay. And uh, they released it on their free feed, and, and I would recommend listening to it. There is, uh, Will uh, was talking about this guy that goes and gives speeches to police departments. Uh-huh. And he was saying that, like, he uh -huh. played an audio clip of this dude. And the, I think, I, I think I've, I've, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And the guy is like, you know, once you take a man's life, you become a predator. 
And that's what you have to be. We have to be predators in order to fight the predators. And, uh, you know, this guy gives speeches about how there's danger around every corner. He just really scares the shit out of these fucking yeah. guys that are already fucking cowards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's these scared, these scared people that think the whole world's out to get them because they don't get a discount on donuts anymore. And fucking this guy goes in and tells them that there's somebody's going to murder them very right. soon. Right. You know? And, though, uh, and, and there's nothing to back it up. You know, bartender is a more dangerous job than police pizza delivery person it's more dangerous job than police roofer more dangerous job than police so so let's uh after hearing from these guys and seeing that they've seen the error of their ways in the uh past <laughs> few after this whole thing after they know hey you know we got out of hand we did some wrong we're gonna let uh off. we're gonna Hey, we're gonna we're gonna cut it out. You know, we've learned a lesson. Uh, uh, it was time for the Democrats to let us know what they're gonna do about what we've been protesting about. Right now, the rallying cry for these protests are abolish and defund, and uh, abolish is the top level request. Defund second level compromise request okay right. so what the democrats have done is they have taken the word defund and they have made that the top request they 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 have skipped over abolish they are not acknowledging that people want to abolish the police they're just saying that people want to defund the police right now in order to negotiate with the the democrats have decided what they're going to do and uh you know first the first person that put out something after the defund the police thing i saw was bernie sanders okay who really fucking let me down yeah and talked about how police are underpaid and we have to pay more to recruit better people to be police very shitty stupid thing to say uh just ruins his credibility really well to think that police are poorly paid is crazy yeah. to me For they somebody- start out at 28 dollars an hour who else starts out at 28 dollars an hour in in ohio yeah in Columbus, they start out at $28 an hour. What is another job in this city that starts out at $28 an hour where you don't have to go to college? No, I mean, I, fuck, I went to college. I don't even know where I would get a job starting out at $28 an hour. I never even fucking heard of a job that pays $28 an hour. <laughs> yeah. But then they make $28 an hour and then they work unlimited fucking overtime, too. Yeah. You know, they fucking go stand in a Kroger all night and they make fucking time and a half to do that these guys make a fucking ton of money they do well they're like at ninety thousand dollars a year is that like the number i've heard i've heard quite often is like ninety thousand dollars a year and in bigger cities they make more ninety thousand dollars a year in columbus ohio is a fucking great living yeah like yeah, key to the city. Yeah, three times what I make. You could eat fucking really. You could eat at restaurants every night. 
Yeah, <laughs> you really could. You could. You could uh, have the nicest house in the neighborhood on ninety thousand dollars a year. You're like uh, upper echelon of earners. So. I don't really know what this idea that like starting them out at $50 an hour, what, what does that change? Yeah. I, Who are these people that they're thinking are going to become the police? The, the, the thing is like every, there are so many people that are smart and don't want to be the police because they know that being the police is bad. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't like, they're not going to change their mind because yeah. the police make more money. Yeah. And there's all kinds of underpaid social workers and people that do want to do the job of police, helping people in crisis. Right. You don't get paid nothing. You get paid nothing. Like $9 an hour yeah. starting out as a social worker. Yeah. You know, because I tried to do that, and the jobs I applied for made 9 to $11 an hour. Right. So, we're starting... He's the guy that we look to and depend on to have a, a, a some kind of thing to say. Now, I, I will say it's relatively consistent, I think, for him, because it's a public sector job. And it's tax money pays for it. And like, he is for like expanding the public like sector. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it like, in a way it makes sense. It just is tone deaf to the moment that we're right. in and doesn't acknowledge that like they're, they're a problem in every respect, you know? And well, yeah, Bernie came from the time of respectable protesting. Yeah, the good times. The good yeah, times. and then they arrested him. They beat him up and arrested him. Yeah. I don't. I mean, like, I think it was a shitty tone deaf statement. But he's not running for president anymore, so it doesn't really fucking matter what he thinks. Uh, so what I did was Joe Biden wrote an article for USA Today to Great. talk about his response to this thing. He is running for president, so let's see how much of our demands are going to be met. By Joe Biden. Yeah, I'd love to. Future presidential candidate. He's probably going to say, well, I think we should abolish the police. I, I mean, well, I, I mean, a lot of people and it's a lot of my base are calling to defund the police. I think what I'll do is I'll defund the police. Yeah. You know, smart. Yeah, that's what I would do if I was a politician and I was running for president and like. Every single person that would possibly maybe vote for me is saying defund the police. I would be like, yo, you know what would be the thing to do? Defund the police. And I mean, we don't believe shit they say during the elections anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't believe... Even if Joe Biden came out and said, I'm going to defund the police, I wouldn't even fucking believe that. Right. You know, because they say whatever they have to say to get elected. A, a presidential election is a bunch of people saying, boy, if I could do that, I would do that. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you okay. If you make me president, I would love to do some cool shit. You know, I'm not going to, but I would love to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, from the moment I launched my campaign, I have said that we are in a battle for the soul of this nation. And after two weeks of daily protests with thousands of people coming out to march for racial justice in the midst of a pandemic with gatherings in all 50 states and Washington, D.C., and in communities of every size, the American people have shown the world exactly where we stand in this battle. Okay. That, that, he's right. That seems true. pretty accurate. Seems like he's reading the moment to me. Yeah. Really. Like, he's really reading, like, we came out, we we all gathered together, we had a list of demands, and, and we want these things to happen. We know the nation we want to be. Now we have to deliver on this moment to achieve fundamental changes that address racial inequalities and white supremacy in our country. President Donald Trump's hate-filled, conspiracy-laden rhetoric is inflaming the racial divides in our country. But just fixing the way the president talks won't cut it. Mm -hmm. We need to root out systemic racism across our laws and institutions. We need to make sure black Americans have a real shot to get ahead. Um, okay, so all this sounds fine. None of it's policy. Right. None of it. No, this sounds like an email sent from uh, Target or something. Yeah, yeah. This is, He's basically on the Gushers train. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's in brand mode. Gushers and Fruit by the Foot are going to be working together to avail <laughs> a new thing, and Joe Biden is working along with Gushers and Fruit by the Foot. For too long, black Americans have lived with a knee on their neck. Not only... That's not the way I would bring that up, but I mean, I guess it's a powerful met metaphor for what just happened it just feels like you know, yeah you know uh not only institutional violence but daily injustices like having the police called for sitting in a coffee shop or watching birds in the park i support the proposal pending in new york to enhance penalties for making a false 911 call based on race gender or religion <laughs> okay no Those one should good. be subjected to that kind of discrimination ever Folks, we're going to do a barbecue <clears throat> Becky bill as soon as I get into office. <laughs> that would be really funny if it was called the barbecue Becky bill. And then it was a, like he signs a meme. Yeah. Instead of like signing it into right. law, they hand him the meme of her on the phone. It's like, oh, <laughs> I mean, it could, it could cut down on it. That You know, we, we could use less uh, people calling the cops on black men. I agree. I don't think that's like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's yeah. not a bad start. You know, yeah. we don't want people calling the cops on black men. That is true. Uh, cause that one, the lady that did it recently, I can't remember her name, but she was awful. Oh, and she was totally trying to get that. She dude knew killed or arrested or beat up or whatever it is. Yeah. She knew what would happen. She wanted to unleash fury on him. We should also be directing our resources to actively undo the negative effects systemic racism has had on opportunities for black Americans. For example, African American entrepreneurs are rejected for loans at a rate nearly 20 percentage points higher than white entrepreneurs. Okay. And when they do receive funding, it's far less. We should prioritize support for mission-driven lenders in low-income communities by doubling the state small business credit initiative. I mean, this is all like... Yeah, what about the police? We were talking about the police, we were, dude. Yeah, we're having a conversation about the cops right now, not like small business. We're good, yeah. But the, a, any chance, next. though? Any chance to talk about small business, these people? Got to. Got to. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Remember, here's some more small business talk. Yeah by the way um so uh here we go here's here's our police talk brett 
If state and local governments fail to make necessary changes, the Department of Justice must have subpoena power for pattern or practice investigations into systemic misconduct by police departments and force these departments to reform. While I do not believe federal dollars should go to police departments violating people's rights or turning to violence as the first resort, I do not support defunding police. Okay. The better answer is to give police departments the resources they need to implement meaningful reforms and to condition other federal loans on completing those reforms. Now, that sounds like give the police departments more money. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like an influx of spending. That sounds like we said defund the police. And it sounds like he's saying we should give the police more money. We need to give them softer shields. We need to spend more money on softer shields. That's what it, I've long been a firm believer in the power of community policing. Getting cops out of their cruisers and building relationships with the people in the communities they are serve, there to serve and protect. I want to talk about something because I'm a, I went to school and I learned about criminology and stuff like that. And, and, and I took a couple criminology courses and I learned a lot about community policing. And Joe Biden is talking about community policing and he's claiming that this is something that he wants to do. But what community policing is, is that the police that are in the neighborhood, patrolling the neighborhood, live in the community that they're patrolling so that they know the dynamics of the neighborhood and they know the people that live in the neighborhood and they can, you know, police according to the culture of the neighborhood that they are in. Right. We now, we know that most cops do not live in the neighborhoods that they patrol. So just saying, get out of your car and talk to people. Guess what, Joe Biden? I don't want to fucking talk to the police. I don't, yeah, I don't want to Nobody talk. wants to talk to the police. I don't want anybody from the suburbs to pull up and get out of the car and try to talk to me. <laughs> no thanks, man. Uh, uh, that's why I'm proposing an additional $300 million to, re- what is the 300, to reinvigorate community policing in our country. If all they got to do is get out of their fucking cars and talk to people, what do they need $300 million for? They need a raise. Like, what is the what is the three hundred million dollars even for? Got to pay him to open the doors. <laughs> yeah, it costs money to open that police car door. Uh, every single police department should have the money it needs to institute real reforms, like adopting a national use of force standard, buying body cameras, and recruiting more diverse police officers. All things we've tried. All things. All through all these things are the same shit they say every fucking time. This is how you get to the point of burning a police station down. Yes. Because all of that stuff has been done. Yeah. And we need to prevent 911 calls in scenarios where police should not be our first responders. That means making serious investments in mental health services, drug treatment, don't need the treatment, and prevention programs, and services for people experiencing homelessness. That may also mean having social service providers respond to calls with police officers. No, without. Without them. And, and by the way, the drug stuff, you don't even have to fucking do that. 
Like you don't well, even have to do any of that shit. All of the stuff has failed, and the and and the information is all out there. It's the same way that these abstinence-only drug programs have about an eight percent success result. But people like them. People want people to feel bad and shameful and get punished for doing drugs. It's the same thing with the police. They're solving half the murders. They're solving you know a twenty percent of the rapes that are happening. They're losing rape kits. I've read all this crazy stuff about Minneapolis this week and how horrible they are at their job. It's right there in front of you that they're not doing a good job. We should do something else. They aren't. The only thing they bring is violence and uh, terror to, to uh, poor and black communities. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing about the, like the, the, the thing he was saying about the body cams, like we've put body cams on these guys. It didn't work. Yeah. Hiring more people of color didn't, I mean, like, look, if they're going to have the goddamn institution, I guess it's better than not, but it's an institution that runs on white supremacy, so it doesn't, none of these things make a, a use of force continuum doesn't mean shit if the guy just have to say has to say, my life is in danger. I felt my life was in danger. Then they're allowed to just do exactly what the fuck they want to do. You know, he's, if you want to, if let's, if we wanted to get serious about keeping the police around and fixing this problem and reducing the contact that the community has with the police, we have to talk about like ending the war on drugs is like a big main thing. That is one of the spots where the police get involved in people's lives and hurt people and kill people. You know, and police shouldn't be involved in fucking shoplifting cases. Police but, shouldn't be involved. There's so many things we don't need them involved in. And we should be trying to create an atmosphere where they are only there when like somebody might possibly need them in a case of like violence which they're not even there for that right like most of the time not they fucking come in uh, they always say you want them to come and fucking draw the chalk outline around you after somebody kills you there's like not there's not a use for them in in the way that things exist at this point we, we don't live in a violent country yeah you know it's not it's kind of war zone. there's not violence around every corner and and most of the violence is caused by these guys enforcing unjust laws. Like they don't have to do there's so much stuff that they just don't have to do. And they do it because I mean, they want to and they're fucking crazy and they're put in a position where they're allowed to do it. And and they've they've given these guys so much power over our lives. And uh, they refuse to take any of it away, and this is not a solution. No, like I don't. I I I think that like we, there's no way to reform it. There, this it's over. It has to stop now. This is what we're getting together to say: no more policing. Yeah, they failed every fucking way. It's time they get fired. All of them get fired, and we figure out what the next what the next thing is going to be. I mean, the Democrats couldn't even figure out how to get us another stimulus check, but they figured out how to get three hundred million dollars for the police. You know, right? They're just there's always money. There's always fucking money to throw at the police, even when we're asking them to take money away from the police. <laughs> It's fucking crazy. So before we get out of here, I want to talk about a hero uh, from uh, Alley's Donuts in in Rhode Island. He was uh, 
Uh, let's. I'll just post it. Uh, the decision by a popular Rhode Island donut shop to end its policy of offering discounts to police and military members in uniform drew backlash and support from customers over the weekend, as its owner called for an earnest conversation around racism and social injustice. Alley's Donuts in North Kingston posted an Instagram story to announce the change after a black Providence firefighter said he was racially profiled by a pair of city police officers on June 2nd. We're fed up, the store said in its post, until local police take actions to solve problems with racism and injustice, Alley's Donuts will choose to stand with the people of our great state. We will no longer offer military or police discounts, the post continued. Thank you for your service and shame on you for your silence. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Alley's Donuts, you're awesome. I know you're getting a lot of death threats from people, but uh, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's, you got to step up and do it. Uh, there was another place, uh, Llama Pizza in Frederick, Maryland, also said they would stop. Uh, they said they wouldn't even serve a, an officer in uniform. Yeah, that. I mean, that's even better. You know, that's a non-capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to say, I, I did this. You made me think of this, um, this, this article. This was in October of 2019. Uh, this happened in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, 14 officers wrote anonymous letters about the misconduct of the Columbus Police Department. 14? Yeah, and uh, there's some there's stuff, uh, I mean, it, you'd ex- expect what you say, but uh, what you would expect, but uh, there are officers and supervisors who take advantage of their power and rank and often use that power and rank to try to eliminate or at the very least give minority offers a difficult time. So there's... It was published with the Columbus Free Press. I'm sorry, go ahead. But we like them. So they actually said that... Uh, the, so the, even the the minorities that work for the police department said that they're mistreated by the white police? Uh, here's another quote from another officer. I can truthfully say that the unfairness and punishment, along with favoritism, racism, and nepotism, are an all-time high here at CB- CPD, wrote an anonymous writer in one letter who claims that they had been working for the department for 30 years. Jeez. This was 2019. Christ. At an all-time this. high. They would know, actually. Yeah. Um, what Stephen Satters has gotten so blatant around here that some of the people know they can do whatever and know for certain their punishment will be next to nothing and then smile about it. Punishment for misconduct should be the same for all. Not to mention the bullying that goes on for those who stand up for themselves or apply for certain jobs. Another author wrote. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you can look it up. Uh, just look for like anonymous letters. Columbus Police Department is fucked up. And I have, I have one more thing. Go for it. Um, it's kind of, it's not, it's a bummer, but it is, a, it is a really good story. Um, so this, somebody wrote this to me, streetfightradio at gmail.com. Uh, hi guys, just wanted to send in my message since I don't really feel comfortable calling in. I'm hoping you can share this. Anyways, I just wanted to say shit was real wild on Sunday here in Seattle at the protest, and I wasn't even there for more than a couple hours. As you probably heard by now, a guy drove his Honda Civic into us. The guy, Nicholas Fernandez, according to the Twitter detectives, stopped a few feet away from where I was standing, and had I not seen him coming, got out of the way, I would have been hit. A man named Dan Gregory was able to stop the driver from going further, getting shot in the arm by the driver during this. After Dan was shot and the car stopped, the driver then left the car, waved his handgun in the air, and was able to escape into the crowd. 
hop the barrier, give the cops the thumbs up, and then get gently arrested. Everything happened so fast, I didn't even realize that Dan had gotten shot, only that he was hurt. While it sucked to then be peace policed by the people with the microphone, I understood their call to not fuck up the guy's car so that cops wouldn't have reason to fire on us, even though they did that later anyways. Yeah. At least someone managed to fuck up the guy's car a little bit before the libs formed a chain around it and pushed it over to the cops for evidence or whatever. And people were smart enough to only touch the car with gloves on. Anyway, I just wanted to end this by saying that Dan Gregory is a fucking hero and so are the street medics that helped him. Nice. Did he live? Yes. It was in the arm. Great. He's good. That's good to hear. I mean, it's sad that he got shot, but... Yeah, that's always... I mean... Boy, the police gently arresting is... That's how they are with guys like that. Yeah, they trust them. Even even if they're fucking murderers, they trust them. Yeah, yeah. They think they're murdering for the right reason, like they do. Yeah, yeah. Not like doctors, though. Not like doctors. Doctors kill. Yeah, doctors is just always killing. You know, it's crazy. Uh, thank you for listening to Street Fight. Uh, I know some of you complained about the new setup. Uh, oh, but, no, what happened? Oh, uh, they wanted graphics and shit around the sides. Oh, uh, we'll get all that, man. Gonna, we just got this. We have to adjust the camera, too, I think, a little bit, but um, we will. We were actually set up to uh, record... Uh, our, some stuff for the new TV show that's going to be happening on Means TV. So that's why the camera is kind of far away. We, we've rearranged the studio to work as a TV station as well. So Yeah, we're trying to figure out how to make a TV show and a podcast. So it was a little bit weird, but we're going to figure this out. It's just going to take a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and you'll have a fucking TV show to watch. So stop complaining. So, you can find us uh, this Sunday. We'll be taking your calls uh, 9 a.m. to midnight Eastern Standard 9 p.m. to midnight. 9 p.m. to midnight. Sorry. Um, And also, if you're in Columbus, um, this Friday at the State House, 4 p.m., um, Adrian Hood is hosting a, uh, a march for families that were killed by the police. People's Justice Project is backing it up. Um, so, please go show up. Uh, it's her son, uh, Henry Green was killed by Zach Rosen a few years ago. So, uh, thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. If you want more of what we do and you want to check out all the zines and videos and bonus audio, head over to patreon.com slash Street Fight Radio where you can get a bunch of extra content. Uh, we are going to be doing this for the most part uh right now i'm not interested in getting out uh out there and uh performing with 100 people the pro the protests freaked me out enough uh so yeah we'll be streaming and hanging out i figured out how to do it from my phone um i got a mailbag video coming and even more uh so look forward to more content from street fight we'll see you later See, before I draw the line, let me welcome you close To all the folks who knew Obama, so the people of hopes Gave the money to suckers while our community's still poor Withdrew the troops but started another war Colonizing, terrorizing, creating the oil crisis So they can make a killer, no food and gas prices Prisons is filling, they trying to lock up the future Militarized borders and control of computers Want a stupid bump of music that ain't healthy for the shortest Privatizing schools and policemen in the hallways Can't be dormant, I'm a broken rock 
rise up, be ready Brought the family with us and we hold the machetes Riding the fence, riding the fence Too many people be riding the fence Yeah, you say you ready for war, but are you convinced? I'm not convinced If you're a rider, freedom fighter, crowd excited, then let's do this We can make one big united middle finger to the US Give me the bravest and the truest Fuck the hippest and the coolest We gon' spark this revolution and cross this off our to-do list Put your foot down if you look down on this criminal system Put your book down and get shook down like my niggas in prison Don't be condemning and condoning their actions in one sentence Make up your mind, you decide Is you a patriot or a menace to society? So riot or sit by quietly But don't pull out your flag and try to say you gon' ride with me You flip-flopping like hip-hop, I don't get locked in that trick box Get got like big and pop, shit's got to stop I am the people, not the pig, I repeat after Fred So please blow my brains out if I ever forget I'm with the independent thinkers I'm down with the movers and the shakers and the ex-henny drinkers The non-smokers, the health advocates, the non-voters The young bloods in the hood training like soldiers I'm on the side of the tracks with the hood gardens The little child that don't color inside the margins I don't ride the fence, I cultivate my strength Cause if it ain't about power, it don't make sense I've been down with Boogie Down since BDP some brown pride And black power make RBG A OG told me choose battles wisely In the struggle, don't forget your children and your wifey If you don't see me on the podium preaching it Every day I hope my every action is teaching it Cause revolution is a process It's not a speech or a panel Don't bite off more than you can handle I'm with workers uprising and the right to unionize We ain't cross the border so you better legalize I'm with La Peña del Bronx I'm still with Victor Toro Cause gentrification is polluting my borough So bro never, South Bronx forever Decolonize the block, make your neighborhood better I ain't down with the rich, I'm more Richie Perez Don't talk to grand juries or cooperate with feds I'm with students, doctors, janitors, teachers We need living wages but they don't believe us Monida, Barreto, Spofford, Hunts Point My point, my hood, I love, we join forces Forming our deck, BX Politics to sickness, streets express symptoms, caught up with a quickness, big business pimps them, scholars play the simple tin, fools play with wisdom, who will stand and fight back, who will play the victim, trials and tribulations, ancient generations, stolen history and outsourced innovation, Babel Tower fell, tribes are at war, the battle story's not represented in the score, the game's fixed, most of the faces and names switch, credit stolen for art, science, religion, language, technology, philosophy, and with strangers, they paid in hatred for the knowledge of the ancients, power in words, actions, gun swords, aim Panthers, brown berets, young lords, pick a side, one sickness, one cure, one love, one blood, one world, but one war. war.